Hello and welcome to Idol Rumble, the official K-pop podcast of LobbyRumble.com, where we discuss weekly topics around all things K-pop. We are recording on May 18th, 2022. I'm Rob, Editor-in-Chief at Lobby Rumble, and I'm joined by content writer Ron. How was your week? And my week was amazing. Uh, I went, I mean, as you know, I, I was down in LA for Twice's Encore concert, mm-hmm. and which was in Bank of California, and I had, I had a blast. I attended with some friends, and... I mean, all of us, we, we were riding that concert high definitely the next day. And uh, even like, like post, like right when we got home, we just like kept watching like twice videos and, and then just nice. even other, and even other K-pop videos. And we just had like all these deep discussions uh, mm-hmm. about twice and, and K-pop in general. So I, I, I had a blast and not just the concert, but just being in LA in general is always fun. I always like being down there. I've even contemplated about moving down there a few times. Uh, I really like the area. It has a lot of, lot of stuff to do, a lot of good food places that are more of my palate. You know what I mean? And, um, but one thing is, like, I just can't get used to the traffic. Traffic sucks. <laughs> Definitely. But, and then, like, I used to think, like, Bay Area traffic sucks, but L.A. traffic is, like, on a whole other level. But despite all that, I still had an amazing time. Nice, and I'm pretty sure we'll talk more about twice later on. Yeah, for sure. I've I've also contemplated moving down there too, because a lot of the people I was I'm around, they've always sort of saw me as being an LA person, but it's just a matter of uh finding stable work because sure, it's it's pretty nice living from home and commuting from home, saving a big chunk of cash. Mm-hmm. It'd also be nice to go to Disneyland every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I actually binged watch Shooting Stars uh, with the two asterisks that make it look like a curse word. <laughs> this one, I sort of reluctantly found because I wasn't actively looking at it. I heard stuff about it like through articles and just seeing people on Twitter talking about it. And I actually was like sort of wrapping up some other dramas I was watching that I think on Vicky's homepage, it was just like right there. And also on like IMDb, it also like suggested it. So I was like, okay, let's try this out because I'm sort of back on that. What's pulling me into a K drama is maybe a K pop star that I like that I would like to see in a drama, but I don't have that here per se. But I decided to give it a shot. So I think currently there may be at seven episodes that I caught up within the last two weeks binge watching at home. This is starring. Lee Sung Kyung and Kim Young Day. It's sort of nice seeing familiar faces from another K drama that I I wrapped up recently, Penthouse. Um, I was sort of sitting on the last few episodes for a while because when I first got into it, I was like sort of binging it just because it's like, oh, what's gonna happen next? But in that third season, it just like was sort of getting to be dragging on, like how we're familiar with some animes where there's just like a million episodes. And then here there's like that last season was about 16 more than an hour long each episode. I was like, oh, that was just sort of like at a point I just had it on a second screen while I was doing whatever. (laughs) But but yeah, that was a penthouse and binge watching shooting stars. And now it's time for new releases. In this section, we highlight and talk about some of our favorite releases from the previous week. What do we have on the list this time? Right. So first on the slate, we have Cypher. With their title track Fame, which comes from their third mini album, The Code, and that came out on May 11th. 
Then on May 16th, Astro came out with their song Candy Sugar Pop from the third full album, Drive to the Starry Road. On May 16th, Yoyon of Girls' Generation comes out with Deep from her first mini album, Deep. And that same day, Davichi comes out with their song Fanfare from their mini album, Season Note. And the next day, on May 17th, Oneus comes out with Bring It On uh, from their seventh mini album, Trickster. Then the next day, May 18th, AB6 comes out with their song Savior from their seventh mini album A to B. Then that same day, Yaren, formerly of G Friend, comes out with her debut solo song Aria from her first mini album of the same name. So among these, which would you pick as your favorite? Um, I would say Cypher is Fame. Um, this is the first time I'm ever listening to Cypher. Um, believe it or not, especially me being from. Uh, a huge rain fan and this is his like company <laughs> but i i thought the song was really catchy it was really it's really cool it's a great dance song with trap drums and you know i love me some trap drums and one thing about this song too is that it kind of reminds me of shiny i really liked it yeah i actually liked this one too at least compared to um i think their previous because i think this might be theirs is this his second or is this their first comeback i want to say oh, this no, is their third. third comeback but i don't remember when I first heard them, I think it was their debut, which I wasn't too hot on. But this one is definitely a little bit more in my wheelhouse that mm. it's catchy. Uh, the thing is, it sort of reminded me of a different song, like maybe something like a Wana one or something like that. But mm. Mm. it's pretty yeah. cool. Like the, that sort of like electric pop kind of. Mm. I, I liked this one. And for my pick, I chose Astro's Candy Sugar Pop. This is also another nice, catchy song. It's got sort of that funk pop feel. I love me a good funky bass line, and it's also cool with the horns accompanying in parts of the song. It sort of reminded me of something that like a Bruno Mars would do, bringing funk back kind of, kind of a thing. It's also a pretty fun video. It's very colorful and vibrant, and also they use a pretty nice color palette. It's got these like sort of neons scattered throughout the thing. It's it's a, it's a it's a nice song all around. Yeah, yeah, I like that song too. I was trying to figure out if I wanted to make Candy Sugar Pop my pick for this week or Fame. So it is kind of cool that we kind of like pretty much pick had the same picks, right? Mm-hmm. But have you noticed in the? Uh, I only saw the video once, but um, God, I, I don't remember his name. But he has a sister that's also an idol. That's in Billy. Oh, um, um, Moonbin. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, that, okay. Oh, that's his name? Because then his sister's like Moon Sua or something? Yeah, Moon Sua. Because I've seen Astro videos before, and like, I swear, the stylist, they always make him like wear the craziest looking outfits. <laughs> but, but that's a good song, though. I like it. Mm. So that was Cypher's Fame and Astro's Candy Sugar Pop. In the news segment, we'll share our picks for what happened in K pop for the week. So, what did you bring for news this time? So, I, got, I brought in a couple of articles. Um, Two big, big news stories uh, for me anyway. <laughs> for me, anyways. Um, <laughs> so uh, this past weekend, I want to say like Sunday or Monday. Um, I mean, Monday's not part of the weekend, but uh, well, anyways. Um, Twice opens up individual IG accounts. That's huge. They shared like the group Instagram account for seven years since debut. So it's nice to see them have their own stuff. Then they can post their own things on their own accounts. So that makes me very excited. And then my second piece of news uh, came, came out this morning was that JYP Entertainment announces Nyon's solo debut. She's going to be coming out with her first solo album called Im Nyon. Well, it's either Im Nyon or I'm Nyon. Im is her last name. 
Um, so it could be a play on that. I'm not sure exactly how it's pronounced, but I did see on um, Chaeyoung's uh, story that she what, she wrote it out in Korean as I'm Nayeon. So hmm. maybe it's that. I don't know. We'll see. But it comes out June 24th at 1 p.m. Korean Standard Time, which means it's uh, June 23rd, 9 p.m. West Coast time here in the States. Oh, one of those 9 p.m. drops, eh? Yeah. I think that's what they did last for the feels last time, but I don't remember. Ah, yeah, I guess they got to sort of cater to their Western audience, too. Yeah. So I wonder if that means Naya will be seen in English. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Has she sung in English before? Not on, like, an official track. She She's done, like, music covers. Like, she, she'll sing Ariana Grande stuff. But other than that, nothing official. Other than, like, twice as English songs. Like, she's not, like, a member that comfortably speaks English with fans, is she? Not really. Uh, not really. I mean, during the concerts, she'll speak English, but it's very, you know, like, limited. Like, the basic stuff. Yeah, I mean, she tries. Mm-hmm. I won't call her fluent or anything like that. Yeah, and it's also weird that it took seven years to get their accounts. And it's also funny that none of them, except for probably one, that none of them have, like, JYP or Twice branding on it. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll <laughs> we'll see what comes up during the summer. It's there. It's a contract year, so yeah, another contract year. Because also, my my news report is also contract related. Yeah. So that was twice opens up individual Instagram accounts, and JYP Entertainment announces Nyan's solo debut. For my news, I'd like to just quickly give nods to a couple news stories that aren't my main ones. So. Girls' Generation confirms comeback for their 15th anniversary. This will include all eight members after five years. And another story is Oh My Girl Erin makes a donation for Korea's coming-of-age holiday. She donated 20 million won, which is equivalent to 15,570 US dollars, to the Beautiful Foundation, which assists 18-year-olds leaving childcare for financial independence. Oh, wow. But my main news story for the week is Daya confirms August comeback with final album. On May 11th, E! Daily reported that Daya will prepare a final album this coming August as her contract with Pocket Dole Studio expires. Pocket Dole Studio is a subsidiary of MBK. Um, you'll know them as being housed to Daya, Bay 173, Tiara, um, some survival show groups that they manage, Unity, Umbi, and One the Nine. Daya debuted on September 14, 2015, with the album Do It Amazing and the title track Somehow. They debuted with seven members Eunice, Huihyun, formerly known as Kathy. Jenny, Yebin, Unjin, Cheon, and Sungi. The current members as of today are Eunice, Huyun, Yebin, Cheon, Unche, and Juin. It's been about two years since their last group comeback with Flower Four Seasons. This was the comeback without Cheon due to scheduling conflicts. A few songs that they're known for is their debut song Somehow, On the Road, Will You Go Out With Me, Can't Stop, Woo Woo, Woo Wah, and hug you their most recent title track. Uh, Daya is actually pretty cool because they're actually known for being an actual band. Um, they've played live music before. Um, in their earlier years, they were performing live music with a couple members on guitar, bass, piano, drums, and even the glockenspiel. 
Glockenspiel? I haven't heard that word since high school. What the <laughs> Since heck? we were in band. But yeah. <laughs> wow, that, that's cool, though. Yeah, so uh, Daya, they haven't super been uh, well-known as a group, um, unfortunately. It's especially been hard because of the drama that happened with Tiara. Uh, we don't have to go over that. But I've liked them. You might mostly know the group for having Cheon as a member. Um, she's probably best known for being part of IOI, a drama actress. But yeah, the seven years is just coming up. So it's a little hard to see that this group most likely will go away, but they just haven't been performing as well as other third generation groups. So that was Daya confirms August comeback with possible final album. In the spotlight section, we try to shine a light on something in K-pop, whether it be an artist, song, album, TV show, or the like. What would you like to spotlight this week? So, as you know, uh, last week I was at the Twice concert. So I'd like to talk about the, my experience. Um, uh, you know, always, going to a Twice concert is, is always super fun, especially for me. They're like my, they're my alt group. They, they're, I consider them the greatest girl group of all time. Um, they're up there with Girls' Generation, and you know, and of course, Blackpink's gonna be up there too, um, and, and and many others. Um, so, oh, seeing Twice in concert, just and and in person, and being with other fans is is such an, a great experience. Um, and you could say that about any other group too, um, but just for me, it just felt very special since they're my they are my favorites. I did buy VIP tickets, so we were. Up in the front, we did sound check. Doing VIP is like I want to say I'm spoiled now. It's like <laughs> I want to go to a concert without VIP now. I mean, I, I could for some groups I could go without it, but definitely for Twice, like every single time, it, it's gonna be have to be VIP from from now on. I'm just just going to sound check. Just makes the the experience more more intimate this way because you're with the smallest group of people and you're able to grab the attention of of twice and though they're going to be there to interact with you what sucks is you are competing with you know a couple hundred other people for their <laughs> attention but nonetheless the chances of you grabbing their attention is is much higher and i was successful also <laughs> so that that you know that made my day we were it was during sound check and you know we sat next to the walkway so we're, we were kind of in the, um, we're a little closer to the front. We were kind of in that space where the walkway meets the stage. We got pretty much everyone walking by. When the members were walking, they were located in the front and they were walking back to the main stage. I held like my hand out and I gave a thumbs up and then Cheong noticed it and she gave a thumbs, uh, thumbs up back. So I was really happy, mm. um, even though like, I've been try. I was trying to get like Sana's attention the <laughs> the whole time, <laughs> but she was not looking my direction. But like in f like a, I want to say a couple rows in front of us, there's like these, um, there's like these younger fans. I want to say they look like they were in they were in high school, but so Sana was interacting with them. So I I was happy for those kids. But at the same time, I was kind of jealous. <laughs> like, why can't I be there? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you should be talking to me, but. <laughs> But sound, but sound check was awesome. What kind of sucked is it was really hot, and like we were all burning up, <laughs> burning up in there, and then like 
we were supposed to be staying in our seats while we were waiting, right? But we were just so hot. Like, a lot of us moved to the shade. Like, to the there's, like, other seats that were in the shade. So we moved there. But, like, the staff was like, go back to your seat. Go back to your seat. <laughs> and, like, we're like, ah, oh, crap. But, like, overall, the VIP experience is really, is really fun. The sucky part about it is that there's a lot of waiting. When you have VIP tickets, your whole day is pretty much dedicated to the to being at the concert because your day starts early. The show starts at first of all, the show starts at seven, right? Um, sound check is at like four. I think it was at four thirty. You kind of have to be there pretty early. Like I think check in started at like twelve, eleven or twelve. Uh, I forget. But I mean, we didn't get there until like like twelve thirty ish, maybe. Um, or 12.45, I don't remember. But basically, you check in, because you, you, you have to register, or you have to check in first, get your, your lanyard and all that stuff. And then you could, like, walk around and, and, and do stuff. And what's cool about the Bank of California, which we didn't get in Oakland, because I, I was doing VIP in Oakland also, was that um, they had, like, things to do. Because there was, like, a photo op. Like, they had this, like, huge, like, wall, and they had the members on it, and then you could take a picture with the members, and then um, they also had food. Like, they didn't have food at Oakland, um, so this was very, you know, we were very thankful, because we were getting hungry, we were getting, especially we were getting really thirsty since it was so hot, and, and then you just kind of wait for hours and hours, they line you up by your section, so there's, like, these huge banners that have your, your section um, number. So we, ours was A4, so we, lent, we lined up right next to the A4 banner. And thank God ours was in the shade. Because there was other sections, <laughs> they were out in the sun, and it was freaking hot. And I'm like, man, I feel sorry for you guys. But, but what also made this experience, like, the waiting, like, bearable was, like, I, I was with a whole bunch of friends. Um, There's a total of five of us with me included. And, like... The waiting went by super fast. Like, it didn't even feel like we were waiting, like, hours. Because we registered, right? We checked in, like, 12.45-ish or somewhere between 12.45 to 1. And then um, it wasn't until 3.30 we started moving. So we're, we're waiting for, like, a couple hours. We also went to, you know, buy merch because we had our own dedicated, like, merch table for VIP. Mm. So that, you know, waiting for that kind of took some time. But not that much because... Um, there wasn't a lot of people, and then we're inside the the stadium at four. We wait until sound check, which is at four thirty, and then sound check's like thirty minutes. And then at five, we're waiting two hours for the show to start. <laughs> at this point, then at five, I think the doors open to general public. So basically, we're just chilling, trying to eat food, you know, have drinks, and just just wait until the show starts. So that's the kind of the sucky part about VIP. There's a lot, a lot of waiting, but I, I say it's it's worth it. You get a close seat to the stage, um, and and you get to go to sound check where you get to interact with twice. After that, like the whole show was was amazing. It was loud, crowd. It was a sold out show. So there's so many people there, and I love it when you know twice can sell out show. It makes me happy for them. For for the encore show, I wouldn't say it wasn't that much different than what the world tour was because it was pretty much the same set list 
other than the encore songs because the on- for encore uh you've probably seen on tiktok or whatever that mm-hmm. they bring out like a huge like roulette with like <laughs> a whole bunch of song titles on it and they spin it and then whatever it lands on that's the song that they're gonna play and they nice. did a few and, and it was great and um also i forgot to mention like not only did i get noticed by Chang, i also got noticed by sana who is like my ultimate bias and i was super <laughs> happy and i got noticed twice so the first time um like like twice is dancing whatever and then uh you know like if they're not part of the formation they they kind of walk off stage or they kind of walk off the view out of the view right so mm-hmm. um sana walks out of formation she goes and grabs a bottle of water and then um like I, i'm like watching her the whole time because <laughs> pretty much when <laughs> i'm at the show like my eyes are on her <laughs> pretty much the whole time and then so she walks to the side of the show gets some water and she looks up and then like i guess i'm like i'm i'm in here like line of sight i just wave at her and then like everyone else is just their focus is on is on the stage where you know twice is singing and dancing so i feel like it's like a movie <laughs> like every everything is blurred and out of focus except like sano right in the middle (laughs) so i'm like so i like wave at her right and then she waves back and i'm like oh my god i you know i look over to my friends and they saw it too and they're like their eyes are wide and they're like oh my god and like it took me like a while to process it like i had i sat down for like a couple seconds to kind of process what happened Mm -hmm. and then you know, she goes back and, and, you know, just continues dancing and singing, whatever. And then um, the second time, it was during one of their ments where they, you know, they're just, they're just talking. Again, like, I ha- Sana happens to look in our direction. So it was me and then um, one of, and our buddy, you know, who, who I went with, right? So mm-hmm. she's looking in our direction. We're waving. And then we throw out the, um, the gyaru sign, which is kind of like, kind of hot right now right <laughs> so we threw that out and then sana does it back and we're like oh my god <laughs> she looked at us she noticed us and um like that kind of that just like made it for for all of us getting noticed by three out of the nine members one third of twice like i'll i'll never forget those things like that will probably <laughs> stay with me for the rest of my life it was such a, a great show being in an outdoor stadium just makes it makes it different you know, although it was like really hot or whatever, by the time the sun set, it was kind of cool. There was like a cool breeze that would come by once in a while, so which was nice. Just this, it sounded different. You know what I mean? Just being in an outdoor stadium, I feel like it just sounds better. Probably because they have, they don't have the acoustics. Like sound is all bouncing around everywhere. Yeah. So like, I guess because it's just escapes into the, the open air, maybe they have to upgrade their equipment or something. I don't know. But to me, it just felt like it sounded better. And there's, like, way more people, which is, which is awesome because, like, like, it makes me happy to see that there are this many people that enjoy twice as much as I do. And, it, and, it's, and it's great for them. But at the same time, being outdoors, there are so many people. And you kind of lose the intimacy. Unless you're in soundcheck, you, you don't have that. You don't feel close to your, your idols. But, you know... I still had a had a blast, and I would probably say this was one of my, out of all the concerts I've been to so far, it would be probably one of the best shows that I've ever attended in terms of K-pop. Well, mm-hmm. you know, what? actually, in like, even like in terms of like Western concerts, I would still say this was the best show 
And uh, my very first K-pop show was a big band concert back in 2012. They performed at the Honda Center in Anaheim. And I consider that like the best show that I've been to because it felt like, because it's big bang. It felt like a party. You know what I mean? There was this one time where, <laughs> like, I guess during Encore, where like uh, Top, he had like a water bottle, right? He like opened it and just straight up poured it on a girl. <laughs> she was like, she was loving it. I was like, damn, this guy is, he is savage for <laughs> doing that. But that's just kind of the vibe that Big Bang is, right? Or I wouldn't say that's the vibe. Like, that's pouring water all over a girl <laughs> is, is, is the I vibe that they like said. I saw, like, TikToks uh, uh-huh. twice spraying water all over the place, even on, like, security guards. Yeah, they, yeah, they were doing that stuff, too. Um, <laughs> not as much, because on day one, I don't think they were doing that as much. But on day two, they definitely were. I saw on TikTok. They were definitely splashing each other in day one. But, like... That Big Bang show, like I always compare every show after that to that that very first mm. one, but now like I think Twice as Encore surpasses that. I think just because, just because like I don't know, maybe because mentally I'm thinking like, what if this is their last one? Then of course they're gonna have to go out with a bang, and then like also, um, not to try to sound sappy or corny or whatever, but um, you know I'm I'm. An, I'm attending it with, you know, some of my closest friends, right? Some very good friends. Being able to share an experience like that makes me super happy. Because this is like, because Twice is my, my favorite of anything. You know, like I consume a lot of Twice media <laughs> to the point where it's like part of my life, you know? Mm-hmm. So there is this strong emotional attachment to this group. Whether, you know, that, that's corny or whatever, but that, that's, <laughs> that's how I feel. And being able to... Sh- <laughs> share that experience with somebody else with you know people that i considered you know really good friends people that i've really i've known for a very long time and for them to like twice also and we're able to share it like it it makes me really happy and like with our with our buddy right um mm-hmm. we've always gone to the same concerts but we've always sat separately like we'd be in one side of the venue they he'd be on the other and you know, uh, this and that. So we'd only really meet up beginning of the concert and end of the concert and just talk about it. But this time, we were all sitting next to each other. And, you know, like, twice as that group for me. Like I said, it's there's emotional attachment to it, too, because um, I started listening to them. I wouldn't say from the very beginning, because I didn't really like Ua Hage or like Ua. And I didn't, I don't, and then you know how I feel about, like, music show, music competition shows, right? Like, I, don't, mm-hmm. I didn't watch 16. I didn't really like it when I and watched it but when cherub came out and and tt came out like that made me that made me a once and then so since then like anytime i felt you know depressed or down on myself or whatever i'd play twice that'd make you know that'd give me a serotonin boost that made me feel better um if something good happened right if i then i'd play twice if i need to get hyped up for something i play twice um even to the point where, like, I associate feelings and, and memories to certain songs. Like, uh, around the time The Feels came out, not that long ago, right? Like, six mm-hmm. months or six, seven, eight months ago. That was around my brother's wedding, right? And they even played it at their wedding. So, like, I associate The Feels with my brother getting married. Being able to see twice. And if this is the last time, you know, 
they at least went out with a bang and, and I'm very fortunate to be in a position where we, I can go and see them uh, like this and to also, you know, get noticed by them. Just, it just makes me very happy. It, and I think this is going to live with me for the, um, the rest of my life to try to be you know, too sentimental, <laughs> too emotional or whatever. Because <laughs> like, you know, a lot of times like this K-pop stuff, it, it's, it, it's fun and it can be silly. But uh, maybe, you know, some K-pop, maybe you can agree with this and some K-pop fans can agree with this, that there, there is some sort of emotional attachment to this hobby that we're into, that this subculture that we're into. I've always said that, like, or I've always had this thought process where, like, you know, like, sometimes where people will ask you about your, you know, liking K-pop, right? Especially here in the West, right? They're like, why do you like K-pop? You don't understand it, right? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you're not Korean. Why, why are you listening to music? Um, and it, you know, early on, it was always kind of hard for me to explain, right? Like, oh, man, I don't know. I just, I just like it. It just sounds good to me. <laughs> you know, over time, you know, you know, it's gotten me to learn Korean, right? And, and be more into the get me even more into the culture and, and the music. Um, so I've always thought that because it's hard for me to explain why I like K-pop so much, why I feel this attachment to it so much is that that makes it more genuine, genuine because I can explain it. I feel like because I'm unable to explain it, it makes it more genuine. Kind of like with anything, you know, like sometimes you just like stuff because you like it, right? You don't need to really explain. Um, mm-hmm. But that's how I feel about Twice. That's my um, my soapbox <laughs> speech about <laughs> Twice. But uh, I had to wrap it all up. I I really had an amazing time. I had an amazing time with my friends, and it was just such an awesome experience to go to. And I I hope they don't break up. I hope they they renewed. Uh, I hope they you know signed something already. Hopefully, and we get to see them here in the states in in the future. Uh, so that's really cool that you're able to have that experience um it might be a little late for me personally with a pink because we've lost another member um we we had yuk young but she was like a really early member but yeah just like losing non even if they do go on a tour which might not even happen because they're just so advanced into their careers as as a group that I wish I knew about that that tour that they had that they stopped by San Francisco, but yeah. that's really cool to hear you hear your experience with your your old group. I wish I could have went, but again, I'm sort of playing it safe with trying to stay away from from situations that I could control my my exposure to COVID. That just playing a little bit safe. So that was Twice's fourth world tour three encore. For my week, uh, it'll be a little bit shorter um, just because we wanted to highlight the Twice concert a little bit. But my spotlight for the week is Queendom 2's Episode 7. This is the Dancer Units episode. In addition to that, they had the Vocal Units reveal their rankings. I personally was a little bummed that my favorite group amongst them was in last place. And sort of the group that I wasn't super feeling was in first but in this episode it was fun seeing the intergroup mingling again amongst the dancers this time so the first group consisted of vvz and kepler their group name was kvz's and then they performed the song purr which was choreographed by holy bang this was a more of a hip-hop kind of uh dance 
my girl Hikaru killed it. She was definitely one of the big highlights of the group. She definitely stood out to a lot of the members amongst the other groups. Next group consisted of WJ Sen and Hyolin. Their group name was Exit. And they performed to the song Kaboom, which was choreographed by Lachika. It was another hip-hop choreo, but it was a little bit more ratchet because of Lachika. They're pretty known for that. It was a cool little piece, uh, especially seeing um, it being led by Hyolin. The last group consisted of Luna and Brave Girls. Their group name was Queen Isna. And the song they performed was Tell Me Now. And it was choreographed by Proud Mons Monica. This is a little bit more of a lyrical and technical piece. It's crazy because it was powerful in terms of emotions as opposed to having like buck wild crazy hip hop dances that even a lot of the members as they were doing their survival show picking the song process almost none of them wanted to do it at first because it's lyrical and it was slow. Spoiler warning, this song actually they came out on top because it was, it was just so emotional that everyone's like oh my goodness and like it was nice seeing a lot of the episode being um focused on choreography so that was queendom 2's episode 7 to end the show we'd like to leave you all with some recommendations that aren't necessarily k-pop what would you like to recommend this week i would like to recommend the nba conference finals um as of this recording so yesterday was game one of the eastern conference finals it was miami versus boston with Miami winning game one. And um, today, it was the first game for the Western Conference Finals, Golden State versus Dallas. And Golden State won, taking game one at home. So I'm very excited. Um, Again, high-level basketball, so it's always going to be super entertaining. So watch it if you guys can. Yeah, and it's cool seeing that uh, my favorite teams from each conference are in the finals. I'm a big uh, Dwayne Wade fan, so when he was oh, definitely on the Heat, um, I was following them for a while. But ever since he retired, I sort of like uh, fell off of following the Heat. Yeah, um, both of us uh, were Golden State fans. So uh, as of the recording, spoiler warning, they won. Hopefully, it's a we get that sweep. We'll see how the uh, on the road games go. Yeah. So that was the NBA Conference Finals. For my recommendation, I just watched this movie and I'd like to recommend it. It is Everything Everywhere All at Once. So this is a crazy A24 independent feeling kind of movie. Um, Because it's A24, it's definitely something you probably wouldn't see in a major company like Sony or Universal. Um, Sorry if I butcher these names. I couldn't find a enunciation chart for them, but... It's starring Michelle Yeoh, Kei Kwan, um, who is known for being short round and also in the Goonies, Stephanie Su, Jamie Lee Curtis, who I didn't even know that was her until I saw the credits, and James Hong. This is a crazy sci-fi movie um, that's touching on the multiverse because a lot of companies are touching on the multiverse nowadays. I suddenly watched the Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness movie soon. But this one definitely has rules that play with it in a specific way, which could play for dramatic beats, um, action beats, and also um, comedic timings. And it's super duper ambitious. 
Because if you're doing a multiversal movie from scratch with like no known properties, it's pretty crazy. It's a little long. Uh, it's about a little more than two hours. Like there was a part where I thought it was going to end and then it almost went on for another 30 minutes. Being a crazy sci-fi flick, underneath all that craziness, uh, there is this nice little emotional story of the immigrant experience and following the American dream. I guess the least you'll know going in, the better the experience is. And also, if you can watch it on the big screen, I highly recommend it. A lot of... I didn't come out of it super, like, elated, like, as if I was coming out of, say, an Avengers Endgame. I didn't have that same kind of feeling because it was so... It sort of has a sensory overload thing constantly happening through the movie because they're constantly flipping back and forth. I had to marinate on this because it was just so crazy that... I'm not too sure if I love if I loved it that it'd be like a 10 out of 10. It's cool that this movie gets you through so many emotions. It's a technical masterpiece if you think about it on the production standpoint. The amount of shots and amount of continuity that goes between the shots is crazy. Um it might be a little bit too ambitious because like they're fitting in so many ideas into one movie that it sort of does contribute to the running length. You could probably still catch it in the movie theaters as of the recording of this episode. Um, But the thing was, I got a little gripe story that I think (laughs) I maybe booked my tickets maybe two days in advance. The theater was was empty when I was booking it, like on Monday. So I was like, okay, I'm probably not going to get anybody sitting next to me. Uh, With COVID and everything, you'd expect people to give, give buffer seats. But for some odd reason, because I sat, I picked my seat in the middle of the row, there were two groups that sat right next to me. I was just oh like, <laughs> come on, people. There were empty seats at the end of the rows. You guys could have like yeah. moved over, but you guys know these rates are going up and we should play it safe. But, but anyway, that was everything, everywhere, all at once. To close out the show, do you have anything to promote? As usual, I like to promote our... Et- social media accounts you can find us pretty much everywhere at idle rumble you can also check out articles at rob writes at lobbyrumble.com also if you want to talk to us you can check us out on our discord and the link to our discord is in the bio of our social media accounts you can find me on social media at rob Lowe's pizza with the r0b music's brought to you by kevin mcleod of incomtech.com and that'll do it for this week's show we will catch you on the next episode of the idle rumble podcast <laughs>